T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello, thank you for listening. My name is Josh Fernier. You can call me Vern. My friends all call me Vern. Tim Eastman called me Vern in keyboarding class in eighth grade. And I went, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's stick with that. So thanks, Tim Eastman. Royal starting pitcher Brady Singer is anticipating his third season in the big leagues already. And while driving around in Florida recently, the former Gator joined me for a chat. And believe it or not, there's only one player in this organization that has made more starts for the Royals than Brady Singer. Only one. Just Brad Keller. Singer's 39 starts in Royal Blue, second most to Keller. Brad, by the way, just 17 away from 100 starts with Kansas City. Interesting note on that, Keller would become just the second pitcher in the Dayton Moore era to make his big league debut with the Royals and then go on to make 100 starts for the Royals. It would be only Brad Keller and Danny Duffy. So, yeah, I've been bored lately. But anyway, Brady Singer, I think we can all agree, is expected, right, to become the third name on that list. That's the hope. That was my hope. I think that's everyone's hope. When you see him make his big league debut game two of the 2020 season and then take the ball basically every fifth and or sixth day for the next two seasons, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're encouraged, you're hopeful for Brady Singer in the future. So yeah, I think we can all agree that his name is the betting favorite right now to be the third name on that list. 100 starts after making your big league debut with the Kansas City Royals in the Dayton Moore era. So in preparation for this conversation, I went back and listened to the first on-air interview that I did with Brady. It was back in February of 2020, prior to his debut though, this is prior to him being on the 40-man roster, prior to COVID. Right? He's coming off a strong minor league season the year before, and he, he kept going on about how much he learned and how he was addicted to learning and addicted to work. And it was great to hear at the time and even going back and listening to it. It was great to hear that from a 23-year-old former first-round pick. But now, after two eventful years on the field, in the world, in his life, including his recent engagement, I was interested if he would still use the word addicted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think if I think if you're not addicted, then, you know, you're not learning or doing, you know, doing everything you have to do to be the best. Um, I love learning. I learn, you know, I feel like I use the word learn all the time. And I, I think I'll do that till the end of my career because, 
there's still people um, that are learning no matter how many how much time they have in this game. So um, I'm always open ears and, uh, you know, looking looking to be better. So, um, yeah, absolutely. 100% addicted uh, still, no matter no matter what. I love to I love to learn things and figure out something else that, you know, might might fit my body or, you know, might fit uh, my pitching style or the way I go about things better for sure. How happy are you with the balance of the two, the addiction to the the craft, to learning and to working hard, but also the balance as a newly engaged young man? I know how much you prioritize family as well. Two years into your profession or big league career, uh, how do you feel about the balance of the two so far? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's it's one of the best jobs in the world. I would, I would absolutely I'm in love with what I do and yeah, balance and family at the same time. And obviously my fiance, Tori, um, and just balance of everything. It's nuts. I mean, obviously no one's going to say that, uh, you know, it all goes smoothly at all times, but I love it. I get to play a game for, for a living and it's just something I wake up and, and enjoy every day and, you know, try to soak up as much as I can. It's, uh, it doesn't last forever. This game doesn't last forever. So I'm um, just enjoying everything I do each and every day. And I bring that up because in that interview, you mentioned falling in love with the game of baseball at a young age, and you loved how it brought your family together on the weekends, parents and you traveling the state. Now as a professional, people know who you are, uh, the notoriety, the success. Does baseball still represent family the way that it did when you were coming up? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, they, my family obviously brought me into this game and, you know, made me who I am today. They just have to travel a little more now um, and go into some bigger stadiums and a little bit different ball games. You know, the other the fans of, of Little League are a little bit different than the fans in the, you know, in the big leagues. Uh, so they have to adapt to that. But uh, no, we love it. I mean, we all travel. Um, it's, it's, it's a blast, you know, especially when we, when we go to a, to a city that, you know, we grew up watching, whether it's, you know, some of the, whether it's Yankee stadium or Fenway or regular or something like that, you know, mom and dad are excited. My fiance is excited, brother, every, everybody's excited, you know, that I'm playing there. So it brings us all together no matter what. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think the family aspect, you know, I don't, I don't think we're there as, you know, each and every game as much as obviously we used to be, but uh, yeah, it still brings us together. I can, I can pick up the phone and call any of my family members or anybody right now and talk about baseball all day long. So um, yeah, family aspects definitely still there. Who in the family benefits the most from now being in stadiums with 30,000 people to where the screams maybe in high school or even in college stood out a little bit more and maybe embarrassed you a time or two? No one, no one was super loud. That's a, that's a good thing about my family is they're pretty mellow, you know, laid back and until it gets a little fire or something like that, you know, my dad will start chiming in. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've luckily we, we haven't, we've never really had an embarrassing moment of anything like that. So yeah, the 30,000, uh, you know, or so definitely help with the noise, but um, no, never had anything too much like that. They weren't at that Cleveland game when everyone got thrown out, were they? No, they were not. No, thank thank God. My uh, my parents were at home. My fiance was definitely there. Um, I don't know if she was happy with it or not, but um, <laughs> that's baseball. Now, everyone that was wearing royal blue that night was in a uh, was in a rough mood. Um, yeah, in, including obviously Skip and and Cal. And I just couldn't imagine being that home plate umpire with those two behemoth men 
just screaming at. Him. I mean, Callum, yeah, thought- Callum Matheny. I don't think people understand how how big those two dudes are. Yeah, I thought Cal was uh, trying to hold Mike back, but that was the other way around. Right. Or I don't. Completely. I don't think anybody was trying to hold anybody back. I think it was they're both at the same time. Speaking of Skip, I I always find the inside the clubhouse stuff the most interesting about a baseball team because everyone gets to see what goes on between the white lines but what makes champions is what's going on inside that clubhouse and it it seemed from the outside of course not being allowed in this season because of covid but it seemed from the outside that you were no longer abiding by the Hey, I'm a rookie. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and just go out there and perform. It seemed as if there was a heightened comfort for you inside of that clubhouse. And I know Skip even mentioned that. Yeah, I think you're now comfortable that I belong in the big leagues. Did mm-hmm. you feel that this season? Yeah, I never want to ever be comfortable. I don't. I don't love the you know being using the word comfortable, but I felt like. And I don't even feel like I, I would say that, you know, I felt like in my mind I belong there because I feel like this game can take it away from me so quick. But no, I just felt um, a little more, you know, at ease, uh, not being a, not being a rookie, kind of knowing a little bit more, but I'm always going to call myself a rookie, you know, no matter what, it's still only my second year. Um, so I still kind of consider myself a rookie, but I think, I would think I was definitely more at ease of, you know, some things. Cause I, I had a year under my belt. I kind of understood you know, how, how some things went. So yeah, I, I wouldn't use the word comfortable, but you know, I definitely felt a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe cause your, your mentality from the moment I met you always screamed big leaguer, you know, a, a, a nice career in the big leagues. Um, but you mentioned to me in the past that as you learn your confidence grows, that, that, you, that your confidence grew as your knowledge of the game grew throughout high school and into college. Has, has there been a lesson in the two years since you made your debut? Has there been a lesson learned that boosted the confidence most? I mean, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is just you, you can't take your foot off the gas ever. Um, and not saying I have, but you just can't, you can't let that guard down ever. You know, these guys are obviously the hitters and the players and the big leagues are there for a reason. So if you don't bring your A game and you don't, you know, prepare the around in a hurry so I, I think that's something that you know I can definitely learn about myself you just got to keep pushing uh, you know as much as you can to be that you know full throttle the whole game did you find yourself not not forced to learn at a quicker pace but shoot I mean you took the ball game two of your debut season it, it seemed to me as if man the amount of other arms from your draft class that were you know, watching you, looking at you, hoping that you performed well to, to show them the way. You, you talk about keeping your foot on the gas. Uh, the organization and mm-hmm. your performance made that foot on the gas pretty early, correct? Yeah. No, I loved it. I, I, I love the challenge. You know, I love what they were doing. Um, I love, you know, you, I feel like that's how you learn and you become a better player is you get out there in the fire and you know, you figure out how to survive. And then once you figure out how to survive, you, you build off that. So I loved it. You know, that's, that's, I enjoyed the heck out of it. You know, like I said, I was thrown right out there and that's exactly what I, what I wanted to happen. Yeah. And, and going back and listening to that spring training 2020 conversation, you, you described your enjoyment of the bright lights and the pressurized situations. We talked a little bit about the 
College World Series, and you wondered if anything outside of playoff big league baseball could compare to that College World Series. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, and you've had some big-time moments from that first start to that night in Cleveland to you know being one of the guys that they lean on for an entire 162 this past summer. Has anything come close? How would you compare big league pressure to what you thought it was going to be? I mean, it's, it's definitely up there. I, I'm, I'm searching for the day of, you know, the, the playoff pressure. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be a blast, but yeah, the, the pressure is high, but I, I think as you know, that's something that you have to adapt to being in the big leagues. And that's what makes everybody a big leaguer is, you know, you adapt to that pressure, you understand it, you love it. Um, you enjoy it and you go out there and get after it. What was it like, or what is it like watching playoff baseball and watching guys that are now your contemporaries. Cause I've watched playoff baseball, but it's guys that are living out my dream as a kid. Now you're living that dream competing for the same trophy that they are. What's it like watching October baseball these past two past two years? I don't like watching it from my couch, but it, it, it's fun. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I can't wait for the day for it to happen. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, like you said, you know, kind of adapting to that pressure and understanding it and, and enjoying it really, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be, you know, so much fun and working hard to get there. And when you watch, are you pitching to the hitters? Are you the pitcher on the mound Do, or are you able to sit back and just watch a baseball game? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm watching what they do and I, you know, you can kind of see how every, everything is magnified. You talk about, you know, just a, just a simple base hit with one out. You can just see how playoff baseball is just so magnified that, that, that can lead into something. And, and it's just, it's just crazy how it can lead into, you know, something just so much bigger. Cause you think about a, you know, a regular game where a guy gets on first um, with one or two outs, you're just like, okay, that, you know, that's, that's fine. But now on these playoff games, everybody's so crazy about, you know, just getting that one guy on base and then you can just see things build. I mean, you've watched it over all the highlights of all the years of playoffs, playoff baseball. You just, you see it all develop. Um, you don't think about it too much during the regular season, but that postseason, you can kind of see it happen and see that bigger picture. And I know plenty of Royals fans that are anxious, not just for this upcoming season, but you know, the next five to 10 years and what it looks like is, is being built here in Kansas City. And now with you know, Danny Duffy, for the time being, out of the organization, I mean, it's, it's, it's you and, and Brad Keller. Those are the two guys that have made the most starts in a Royals uniform. <laughs> What's the feeling like of being one of the steady vets in this rotation moving forward? Use the word vet. I'll put that on. I'll put that on Brad Keller, but um, definitely not a vet yet. But yeah, I mean, it's, we love it. And you know, it's, it's, it's not just us. You're going to see a lot of other guys, you know, that are going to do the same thing with Lynch and, and Carr and Heasley and Bullwich and Bull and everybody. Um, I mean, it's, it's a big process. It's going to take, it's going to take everybody, but I love being that guy. Um, but there's going to be a bunch of other guys, you know, to come up and, and, and help us with that as well. Does the reluctance to call yourself a vet, is, is that coming from the same place where you're reluctant to be comfortable? Absolutely. Never want to be comfortable. And I don't think I'll ever call myself a vet unless I'm super old. You know, I, I, this game, you know, you've seen it. Everybody's seen it. The game can, you know, be taken away from me so quick, various different reasons. So and I love to be, you know, like I said, comfortable. Can you help me out in a big way, especially in, in my role as as hosting the the post game show? I'm always one that gives the praise, a majority of the praise, to you guys on the field, 
And I also give a majority of the blame to you guys on the field because uh -huh. the people that I'm hearing from quite often want to put it on uh, this coach or that coach or this manager or the, what do you want from your coaching staff? What, what are you, what are you reaching out to a Cal Eldred, a Mike Matheny? How do they put you in the best position for you to have the best career possible? I know it definitely comes down to experience. They both played in the big leagues. You know, they both had great careers. Um, I, I think the experience and the knowledge that comes to it, and that's that's one of the main things that I'm always looking for is, you know, during certain situations or, or stuff like that is is figuring out what's what makes me better. I mean, what, what you know, if I go up to Cal and say, hey, this happened, this happened, and, you know, obviously I'm sure that, you know, whatever I'm dealing with happened, you know, at some point in his career, and I definitely don't have it figured out and I, I don't think I ever you know fully was um so I think just the knowledge the organization you know bring knowledge to everybody um you know I, I it's they're extremely helpful um with stuff like that and I, I think it's just a family oriented you know thing as uh, organization as well where you can ask them anything um you know whatever you're dealing with um and they can come back with answers what have you learned from your teammates do you have like an example or two not not as far as you know grips and how to attack a certain pitcher. Uh, but again, I'm more interested in the, in the mental side, the preparation side, the studying side. What have you learned from a teammate or two, if you have an example for us? You just look at the, the time they put in um, and the routines, everything. I mean, whether it's, whether it's hitters, uh, you, you see these guys going down at certain times, you see them doing certain things, you see pitchers and their notebooks doing this stuff and that stuff. I think just, I think the biggest thing that you can watch from every player um, is just devoting their time and, and going into the complex with a, with a full plan of what, what, what are they doing to get better today? Um, and what sets them up better for tomorrow? So how do you go about, because I mean, your, your mindset, your diligence, I think is, is, has already come through in this conversation. So, so how do you, or do you, Give yourself a chance in the off season to unwind and take a day or two off from learning. We all say that, you know, we're, we're doing this, you know, every day and blah, 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 blah. But there's some days where, you know, in your body will tell you and your mind will tell you, Hey, just take the, you know, take the day off and mm -hmm. kind of relax. And you've got to do that. I, th I think that's healthy. I mean, if you're, the wheels are sitting there spinning all day long about baseball. Um, you're going to drive yourself insane and it's going to hurt yourself at the end. So yeah, there's definitely times um, where, you know, you can let off the gas and, you know, just, just take a day to, to understand that, you know, today is not all about figuring this out and figuring that out, you know, and stressing about other stuff. You can, you know, I think it's healthy to take those days, um, you know, and kind of, kind of do a reset and kind of go do some things um, that you did when you were a little kid um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's definitely, you know, times where you just got to figure out that, hey, this isn't going to help me today. This is only going to hurt me. Let me, you know, let me relax. And that's always a process, right? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, a guy like Ichiro, uh, th this guy just worked nonstop, you know, the, the Mamba mentality, you hear so much about that, but then you also hear about you know, a Kobe Bryant as a father and, and, and a husband later on yeah. in his career. I, I'm always fascinated at that evolution that all professional athletes go through of, you know, I, I want to be dedicated to my craft, but I still need to be a person outside of the field obviously putting family you know family and stuff like that is always you know first was with you know with Kobe said but um you know it's 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 a balance like we you know talked about earlier in this conversation you just balance balance your days do what you got to do to you know figure it out you know whether that's 
super early in the morning or super late at night, you know, whether it's, you know, and stuff like that, you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. Once you get that balance and, you know, that routine, you, you just take off. And I bring this all up because one of my favorite moments from wit had his own show on our station this year, had his own little radio segment. And he said, there are only four thoughts going through Brady singer's mind at any given time. Those four things are sinker slider, grilled chicken and gator football. Um, Mm -hmm. I found it funny. I'm wondering how true it is. uh, Those four things. Take out gator football for now. So season's over when gator football's on, you know, I'm pretty locked into it. You add family in there. You keep the grilled chicken, you keep the sinkers and sliders. Um, Yeah. I think he's pretty spot on. That's terrific. That's terrific. Well, (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Witt's got to be insufferable right now as, as they just got a pretty good quarterback uh, to transfer to South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. So if you can ignore him, best of luck. I already to heard about it. Oh, I already heard about it. On, on behalf of everyone that covers this team, I want to thank you for putting that beat down on them on the, uh, on that golf challenge. Uh, oh yeah. I, I don't care how many times I talk with Witt golf always comes up and it's only <laughs> about some expensive course that he just played and dominated. So uh, for you to yep. be the king of that clubhouse, man, a, a heartfelt thank you from all of us. Absolutely. It, it, it felt good. It was one of the, one of the highlights of, you know, mine and his battle. Yeah. It looked like it felt good. <laughs> uh, Brady, thank you very much for the time, man. I, um, I, I can't thank you enough for carving out a, uh, th- this much time of your off season to give to us. So uh, best of luck, stay healthy, the best to uh, your fiance and family. And I'll hopefully see you in spring training before you know it. I appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I, if you don't know about the whole subscribe rate review thing, you know, isn't it like an answering machine now, even a voicemail message. Uh, It it just all feels so unnecessary. Say your name after the beep. Yeah. We've been doing this for 40 years. I know podcasts haven't been around for that. I appreciate you listening. Okay. See you later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.